0: We're at the Winter Meetings in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. We're talking about the Minnesota Twins. Tim McMaster, along with Rhett Bollinger, our MLB.com Twins reporter, and 2018 Hall of Fame electee, Jack Morris. Of course, Twins fans all know who you are, Jack. We want to take your questions for Jack and Rhett about the Twins, about the Hall of Fame experience, all of that. So we'll get right into it, Jack. and first question for you is it's been a whirlwind obviously for you You got the news on sunday night um, and and you had some appearances then and then monday of course you kind of made the rounds and, and so much goes into it just talk about what the ride has been like so far
2: well you know the emotions of the first night i think are hard to describe it's quite a roller coaster of emotions that happened because i wasn't prepared to get the call and uh when I did, of course, that first uh, 15 minutes were off the charts because uh, they asked me to wait. I waited as long as I could, and I finally called my wife and my son at home in Minnesota. Um, they were ecstatic. And I said, look, it, I've only got a few minutes, and I want to talk to all my family before I go out there and, and may have the announcement made. And so I called my oldest son in Michigan. I called my middle son in Michigan. And then I called my sister and dad up in Mora, Minnesota. And I called my brother out in Utah all within fifteen minutes, and every one of them were in tears. <laughs> I was in tears, and <laughs> it was just oh, what a wreck, but uh Monday, a lot different day, uh, just a busy, busy day, again, emotional for me uh when we met the press for the press conference, but it's only because uh you know I'm looking at guys and and the reality of seeing Hall of Famers sitting in front of me that voted for me, it was pretty overwhelming. And you were gracious enough to allow
0: MOB.com cameras to be with you for a lot of that ride. There's a great sight clip out on MOB.com now taking you through the day and, and the emotions, and, and it's a really neat uh, piece. Another one from Jack, uh, for Jack, from Minnesota is... What does it mean for you to be another Hall of Famer from St. Paul, Minnesota? And I say that in that piece, Paul Molitor says, hey, it's another one for the St. Paul
2: Sandlots. You know, it's amazing. It really is. When we got to Pro Bowl, all three of us, I looked across the diamond, saw Dave Winfield, had a pitch against him. I said, he's a Hall of Famer, no question. I started pitching against Paul Molitor in in Pro Bowl. We played since we were... 12, 14, 15 years old, somewhere in there, we've been competing against each other and not only baseball, but basketball back yeah. in, in uh, you know middle school and in high school. And uh, got to the big leagues and I look across the diamond. This guy's wearing me. I said he's a Hall of Famer. And, you know, I, I get to a point in my career where I thought I had enough and it wasn't happening. And uh, I was so happy for those two guys. Obviously, there's no, no doubt in my mind they're Hall of Famers. I finally made the trifecta and my goodness, what a what a great rush it was for all of us and and for St. Paul. You know, it's not a, it's not a place known as a baseball mecca, but uh, must must have been the the youth instructors that we had that really uh, helped us all uh, attain our goals.
0: Yeah, you talk about the warm weather climate developing a lot of the players, but Minnesota, all that cold weather, all that hockey and you guys came out of it playing baseball. All right, when you look at this Minnesota Twins team right now, obviously they're in a good spot. Hey, this team went to the postseason when a lot of people thought they weren't going to get there yet, so they seem like they're ahead of schedule right now. So the questions coming in, this one, I'll start with you, Rhett. What's the biggest offseason focus right
1: now for the Twins? It's definitely acquiring starting pitching at this point. I think definitely relief pitching as well, uh, but they need another starter up top there. You know, they have Urban Santana they like a lot. Jose Barrios had a nice year. Kyle Gibson had a nice second half, but outside of that, they don't have much depth. They've got guys coming back from injury and Phil Hughes, some young guys they like as well, but finding a starting pitcher out there maybe in free agency or via trade is definitely the top priority. They've already checked in on pretty much everybody available, even the top guys. They've looked into you Darvish, Jake Arrieta, Lance Lynn, Alex Cobb. The top guys, we'll see, you know, if it's a match with any of those guys. But I definitely know that uh, talking to the front office here in the winter meetings, the pitching is the, the priority right now.
0: It seems like everything's very slow right now. So another question is, when is this all going to get
1: started? <laughs> it's a great question. Yesterday we talked to Thad Levine about that, and he said that he thinks we'll go in tiers. He thinks be one guy, maybe let's say that, you know, Arrieta, or Darvish, you know, sign. Maybe all of a sudden that first year will start kind of moving a little bit. Maybe that mid-tier if a guy starts to sign, we've seen it a little bit with the relief market recently. There have been a couple of relievers signed some multi-year deals, but like you said, it's been so slow. I think only two guys so far have signed multi-year deals that are starting pitchers, and one of them came from Japan, a guy most guys don't know about, and Miles Mikolas, who signed with the Cardinals. So it's been a slow-moving market. But sometimes with the winter meetings here and then the holidays coming up, it starts to move a little bit there uh, going into the holidays.
0: All right, this one from Steve, and he's a Twins fan. He lives in Utah. He says, "Do you think this team will be built for a deep postseason push?" for coming years. Is this team built to last?
1: I think that's the hope. I think the big thing with the front office right now is kind of building toward the future. I think this year to make the postseason was a great thing for them to get to, but maybe even a year too early in a sense, I don't think people really expected it. So next year is going to be interesting to see. The Indians are still a very good team in this division. You know, the Yankees made a huge move as well. The Angels with Otani. So the league's definitely getting tougher, but uh, they want to, you know, kind of keep building for the future as well. Um, I don't think they're going to make too many short-term moves because I do think they want to kind of build that lasting winner and be a consistent winner throughout the the rest of the decade.
0: When you watch this organization and how it's going, is this what you like to see as a guy that used to pitch for this team obviously lives out there in Minnesota the way they're doing it?
2: Well, it reminds me a lot of the young Detroit Tiger team. You know, I think they've got a nucleus of players, Uh, defensive players, center fielder, obviously uh, the key to all this but uh, they've got infielders they've got hitters they've got defense Uh, they need that pitching and you know i can say this if i was a young pitcher that looked at the future and as a free agent i would not overlook that team because i feel they can score me runs and they can catch the ball for me so if i go out there and do my job there's a good chance i'll have a lot of success i think a lot of free agent pitchers might need to think more about what the Twins could do for them
0: yeah when you look at the advanced metrics with this outfield and a lot of it is just because Byron Buxton is (laughs) off the charts but he makes that outfield the best defensive outfield really in the game because there's not much other (laughs) ground that needs to be covered after him we talked about the starting pitching and uh, Zach wants to know if you had to make a guess right now of all those available arms who's the most likely guy for the Twins to get
1: I would think that maybe Lance Lynn or Alex Cobb is probably the most likely of that list. I still think that Darvish is going to get too much, and so is Arrieta. Uh, The thing with Lynn or or even Cobb and Arrieta is they're all tied to draft pick compensation as well. They were were all offered the qualifying offer. Um, But I don't think that's deterred the Twins. I think at this point, the Twins have stocked up on a lot of prospects. They've made some trades recently, even for some uh, prospects from the Angels and Mariners. So I think they're willing to give up a draft pick if they need to. Um, So I do think they want a a top-tier guy, so I think that most likely maybe a a Lynn or a Cobb would make some sense. Do
0: you have a favorite guy among this group of free agents, a guy that you look at and really impresses you?
2: I don't. I think they all have potential to be real plus pitchers again next summer. You know, uh, Darvish has got hopefully some determination to make up for postseason. but. Uh, you know, we also heard a story that uh, the, the Astro hitters were claiming that Darvish was tipping his pitches during the postseason. So that might be a difference if they can get that ironed out. Uh, no question these guys all can pitch. I just want to go back to my previous statement. You pitch on the Twins team with that defense and that young hitting, I think you're going to be really surprised at how many games you can win.
0: George wants to know do the Twins plan on going after a DH which isn't something you usually hear a team going after a DH usually that position just kind of becomes the extra guy
1: it's not a top priority but I do think they'd like to find a right-handed bat in that okay. sense you know they obviously lost Youngho Park He's going back to Korea it wasn't really a factor last year all anyway he was in the minor leagues they still have you know Kenny's Vargas on the roster and Robbie Grossman Grossman did a lot of DHing last year but not really a prototypical DH a guy that can get on base but not much power switch hitter i think they'd love to get maybe a right-handed bat maybe Looking to a guy like a Mike Napoli or a Mark Reynolds, maybe on a one-year deal, it'd be more of a one-year flyer. I don't think they'd want to really commit too long for that, but it's certainly something they're looking into, but I do think pitching is their top priority at this point.
0: Uh, Jack, Tony wants to know, what do you miss about playing baseball the most?
2: You know, the pure competition. Uh, I think when it gets in your blood, um, and you you really can't ever substitute in any other profession, Uh, You can maybe do it financially and play with Wall Street and that kind of thing, but there's nothing like one-on-one competition, pitcher, hitter, whatever sport it is. And, uh, you know, it's also the camaraderie we had with teammates. I think those are things you can come close to in different professions, but uh, being, we called it, in the trenches with the boys, uh, it it was something special.
0: We're getting lots of questions, obviously. We're also getting a ton of comments that are just, congratulations, Jack. So know that that all the fans out there on, on Twins.com, on Twins' website, are, uh,
2: are excited for you. I, I'm so happy and uh, welcome everybody to come to Cooperstown this summer. It <laughs> should be a heck of a party. There's going to be a lot of people, I think, involved, that's yeah, for sure. So far, be.
0: you and Alan, and we'll, and we'll see who gets added in January as well. Uh, Steven wants to know. Are the Twins still looking to trade Brian Dozier? That was obviously the biggest rumor a year ago before this team was a playoff team, but he's now one year away from free agency. Is
1: that still on the radar? I think at this point it's not. He's definitely a team leader for them coming off another good year. Uh, I think last year was obviously the talk of the winter meetings was going to happen. Didn't happen. Right now they're trying to compete. I can't imagine a situation where they'll trade him. Same with Irvin Santana. They're both in the last year of their deal, but I think if anything, Twins might even look into extending Dozier. I I know they've got a lot of young guys uh, they're coming up, you know, with Nick Gordon. They've already got Polanco. They've got some middle infielders. Um, but if anything, they like Dozier enough that I think it's more likely that he gets extended than he gets traded. You've had a lot of talks with Dozier over the years, right?
2: You know, I think it was the case last year. I think they might have overvalued him in a trade situation. I think they thought they were going to get a lot more than clubs were willing to offer. And they didn't just want to give this guy away because of what... just said you know he he is a team leader he's a great kid and he's a darn good uh, fielder by the way and a great player so after going through last year with Brian Dozier and all the stuff that he knew was on his shoulders uh, because of the trade rumors I think they show that showed his character and I totally agree with him they need him in that lineup I don't see that happening now.
0: Red, Linda wants to know, will Jorge Polanco still be our
1: shortstop this year? And, they, and she adds, really love watching him play. <laughs> at this point, that's the plan. Jorge had a nice second half. Had some struggles, you know, in the first half offensively. Uh, defensively, he held his own. You know, I think people had questions about his defense. He did, you know, pretty solid there at yeah. shortstop. I do think, like I said, Nick Gordon's on the way. They've got some guys even, you know, younger than that that they like a lot at shortstop. Uh, but I do think coming in the year, that's going to be their guy. I mean, it would surprise me if they made a trade involving him. Could it happen? Sure. I mean, if they really got a pitching, you know, he's obviously under, you know, I think four more years of control, so they could trade him for pitching, but at this point, I think they like him as their shortstop.
0: All right. This one for you again, Jack. This from Mark. He wants to know, is there one hitter that you absolutely owned?
2: <laughs> well, he's still alive, so we better not talk about that because there's still time for him to get even. <laughs> you know, I did really well against Carlton Fisk and uh, a guy named uh, uh, Phelps out in Seattle. Uh, a couple guys I don't figure I can't explain why but I really really had some good numbers against those two guys and and uh, the list is probably bigger on the other side guys that own me I was going to say is there one guy that you just hated seeing step in No, that
0: there box? wasn't one guy there there's 150 <laughs> guys I hated them all <laughs> all right I will say this as we say goodbye Jack uh, one of my first segments at MLB.com on camera was you two days after you didn't get into the Hall of Fame yeah you were gracious You were tremendous through the whole thing, and now you're in. Congratulations. Thanks, Timmy. Appreciate it. That's a great way to end it. Thanks for joining us here.